welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode, let's get a little cosmic with this one. Let's meet someone that's a little out of this world. Today's guest is Beck, a VTuber and wonderful artist who has a lovely aesthetic, a cute art style, and a great model just to boot. Beck is someone that I've been lucky to know ever since I've really divulged myself into the VTubing community, and seeing their art and their style and their aesthetic, I knew it was only a matter of time before I had them on the podcast. Make sure you support Beck with all the links down below, especially their Twitch streams. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Five stars, please, wherever you can. I see that stuff. I absolutely love it. If you enjoy the podcast and want a place to talk about it, or at least a place to showcase art and really connect with other people about their artwork and such, maybe you should consider joining the Artist Sanctuary Discord server. There we have wonderful people in there getting the chance to really communicate and get to know each other, building a community to where we can have some incredible fun experiences like maybe some gaming opportunities with Jackbox and such, some fun movie nights, or just, you know, get to talk with cool people. Link to that Discord server will be in the description below. And if you want to go one step further and truly support the podcast, maybe you should consider joining the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon. There you can get behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, all sorts of cool little rewards. Support the podcast today through Patreon. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, tired but good. Just, oh, you know, felt that. I was gonna say, I think it's just life in general, but we all kind of yeah. know that, that this, we all kind of know how that's going right now. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, we won't harp on that too much. Hopefully, not much at all. <laughs> so I don't think there's really much <laughs> of a need fine. for it. <laughs> all right. Does yeah, think... like my mic sound okay and everything? No, no, yeah, it sounds wonderful. It's just I'm trying to make sure that it's in the right amount of decibels, or like mine is a little bit lower, so that we're around like the same range in the recording space. Like I can okay. hear you perfectly, but like the recording's always like weird. Sometimes it'll be like, yeah, I'm louder than the guest, so it'd be harder to hear some of the guests. Sometimes, sometimes the guest is louder than me, which I prefer that more than me being the loud one here. So because you fair enough. because you know the guests are the main attraction for this podcast, I want people to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> But I think oh. I think I got it around the range that I want it to, so I think we will make it work. Hell yeah! Now we're cooking with oil. Now we're cooking with grease. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to go with the peanut oil. I want to go on the low fat diet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm on a diet. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm on a diet. Do you have anything that doesn't have any sugar, any carbs, any fat? Um, and sure something that's a little bit diet, like maybe a diet water or something like that. Um, diet water. It's like, okay, here you go. Have a plateful of dust. <laughs> oh, no. I think there's carbs in that dust. I, I'm going to have to pass on um, that. <laughs> sorry. That's against my diet. God. I wish I could commit to a diet, but I eat too much shit, and I'm just like, no. Oh, oh like sitting right here next to me i got like a bunch of snacks and stuff i feel that as well as like part of me wants to go on the diet part of me loves food too much um exactly it's like life is too short to worry about this shit you know yes. eat the shit that you like <laughs> just just find a good balance of the shit that you like don't overindulge yeah on the shit that you don't like. overdo it yes like in moderation that's at least the hope at the end of the day 
Um, yeah. Let's see. Three, two, one. Hey. <laughs> okay, Beck, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a desert island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, and get to enjoy yourself for a little bit. For once, you actually get to go to a different island where you don't feel isolated. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, God, thank you, God. (laughs) (laughs) To make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you could bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you. Something to help with sort of the vibe you're trying to go for. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Okay, so if I was to say a video game, would would I be able to take, like, the entire franchise with me or one title in the particular franchise? I'll allow the whole whole franchise. I'll allow it. Okay. The Sims. The The Sims? Sims. Okay. Okay. Any particular reason? Just, like, the the replayability? Just, like, the mindless action behind it? Like, just... (laughs) It's something I've been playing for, like, a long, long time. Like, I played it since The Sims 1, so, like, Mm. it's... A game that's been in my life for a long time and has been very special to me. So, like, and it's just one of those games where you can either, like, hop in and play it for hours on end or you can just, like, play it for a little bit and then leave it alone for a while. It's just, yeah, it's just nice and easy to get in in and out of. Yeah, I, I, I could totally relate to that. I remember there was, like, years ago, I think my mom had, it was either the original Sims or, like, Sims 2 or somewhere within, like, that range or whatnot it's certainly one of those games to where like if you're not careful you could get really invested into it (laughs) oh god yeah i've spent like days on end just playing the games and i'm just like oh and i'm just looking at all the money i've spent on it as well and i'm like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't know why i think i talked about this before somewhere maybe not on this podcast but i the the most vivid memory i have of the sims is there was like one time where i had just this like single character I forget what the guy's name was or whatnot, just, you know, in a house on his own or whatnot, yeah. just doing his normal stuff. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a clown just like, you know, you know just walked up to the house and just like made himself at home for like no oh my God, the sad clown. The sad cl- exactly. It's like just a sad clown or whatnot. And so eventually, like I told the guy, OK, you got to tell this clown to leave. And the clown reacted by setting the place on fire and killing my guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luck, luckily, well, that's the Sims for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. Luckily, I had a, uh, I had a save file, so I was able to go back before he got killed and was able to to get him kicked before out before the clown ruined everything. <laughs> I've heard cl- you got clowned on. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, the Sims franchise—that is your answer. You're locking that in. I am locking that in. Then if that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Raglan. Feel free to subscribe or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> They are an artist with a lovely aesthetic and a cute art style. They are also a cosmic witch VTuber. Welcome to the podcast, Beck! Hey, that's me. That is you. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am good. I am just tired, but that's usual for me. But, you know, it is what it is. But, was, yeah, I'm good. I'm I was going to say, judging by the... I was going to say, judging by the past year, two years, 10, 20, Lord knows how many years yeah. at this point, being tired is just par for the course at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not, sure. but, but I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. I am excited to get a chance to sit down and talk with you. Um, I know I've always been a huge fan of your style and your aesthetic or whatnot, and I cannot wait to divulge headfirst that stuff. But before we really divulge into that, 
I want to go back just a little bit. I want to know more or less the origin stories of Beck. What got you interested in art in the first place? It's, oh, well, I, this is basically like a catchphrase I have as far as when people ask me about, like, when I started doing art. Mm -hmm. I've been drawing since I was old enough to hold a crayon. Like, I've been drawing pretty much all my life. And what I started with was uh, Sonic and Pokemon, actually. Okay. That was what got me into art, yeah. I mean, that's that's a foundation for a lot of artists, so I don't think... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the first vivid memory I have of art is when I was in nursery, which is kindergarten for America. I was drawing on a pink piece of paper uh, with, like, Crayola crayons. I drew, like, a little picture of Sonic the Hedgehog. And, like, that's incredible that I even remember that because a lot of my memory of my childhood uh, gone. <laughs> oh, duly noted. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we're, wait, are you the person, the origin behind Sanic? Where is that you? Was that you? Dro- <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I could take credit for that. <laughs> just imagine the legacy you've left behind just as a kid. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I have actually contributed to some Sonic stuff, though. Well, I say that, like... There's a person on DeviantArt called Gen8 Hedgehog. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, but top of my head. They made, um, they made like some Sonic OC creators, like dress-up uh, doll kind of things where you can make your own OCs. Okay. And they hosted a contest for the like male Sonic OC maker where they were like, uh, have people contribute accessories and stuff to it. I made a belt for the dress-up and it got in. So I'm like, wow, I have contributed to so many edgy Sonic OCs. <laughs> <laughs> That's my legacy. That is my internet legacy. It's it's incredible to know even whenever you were just getting really into art or whatnot, you've left an impact on the art community as a whole. That we should be thanking yeah. you. Uh- <laughs> You're welcome for that edgy belt. <laughs> <laughs> all right so at least we know the good foundation more than anything else because again i can only I, I can probably list on like more than my hands alone just the amount of people that are probably influenced by either sonic or pokemon or both i mean oh yeah yeah that that's incredible so when did if you go from just like this general love for art and wanting to get involved with it to a passion and wanting to make it your career um hmm, that's a difficult one like i think i've been doing commission art for like over a decade now really? uh yeah, it's it's been it's been a while, but uh, I think for the longest time, like I was just doing it just for fun, mm-hmm. and then I think once I got on the internet and started seeing stuff on DeviantArt of people selling their commissions, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I could do that one day, <laughs> and then it just kind of went from there, and I've been doing commission art ever since. I mean, that's fair, and I mean, obviously, another good foundation to go with that is obviously DeviantArt. I can only imagine. Oh like, yeah, I can only imagine, especially with like. You said you've been doing this for over a decade, over a decade ago. That was probably like DeviantArt's like heyday when everyone yeah, that was exactly, an artist yeah. was on DeviantArt. So I can only imagine how much of an influence being on there and seeing all these different creators, like how much of that influence kind of you want to get into art? Definitely. Yeah. It influenced my style a lot as well. Like okay. I'm pretty sure the, the way I learned to like draw human heads and stuff, I got from like a t- tutorial from DeviantArt mm. <laughs> and that's just kind of stuck with me and all that. I mean, it's a good art resource, but it's a uh, nowadays it's a bit of a cesspit of a website. But I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> Look, like I said, they were talking about over ten years ago when it was in its heyday. There's a reason yeah, why I said when it was, when it was in its time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you think of some of the creators on DeviantArt that was a major inspiration for you, or just like inspirations for your art in general? Can you think of like some of the biggest ones? 
I know there it was mostly uh, artists in the Sonic community because I was very much still like super duper into Sonic back then. I can, I still am, but it's not like as like prevalent of a fandom for me, I guess. Right. But like it was mostly like uh, a good few Sonic artists. There was one really popular one that was like Becky the Hedgehog, I think. I think they're still around actually, just under a different name even. Okay. And like there was a, a good few. It's hard to name them because again, it's been such a long time. But yeah, it was mostly like Sonic artists that inspired me a lot on DeviantArt. I mean, that's that's obviously fair. I mean, just let's let's divulge into the Sonic uh, wormhole or whatnot for just a second there, if I may, because it's one of those like, like let's let, let like just stepping back, like just thinking about Sonic as a whole, like with all the characters that is developed, like canon in the series or whatnot, and kind of the. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of the the room for opportunity or whatnot. Like it's it's a great yeah. like foundation for like a lot of artists. I can only imagine. I know I can only imagine like for you especially like again younger like that was like the foundation or whatnot. Just seeing kind of how it's evolved and how people have been involved in some of the creations that come out of it. Like I can only imagine how much that inspired you in some aspects. Oh yeah, for sure. Like especially when I learned like people were like out here just making OCs and stuff, and I was like that's cool. I could do that. <laughs> and so I started doing that. And I think that's where I started making like OCs and stuff. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, can you think of like some of your favorite OCs, whether it be from the Sonic or just in general, like some of the OCs that you could think of that you were glad that was cultivated from the DeviantArt days? Um, Technically, my main OC, Tyrion, actually, uh, because like I started her out when I was still on DeviantArt, I was okay. role-playing with some friends. And uh, a couple of friends and I, like, a couple of friends and I, sorry, <laughs> had gotten into an uh, MMO called Aura Kingdom. Okay. And one of them was like, hey, we should, like, role-play our characters from Aura Kingdom. And I was like, okay. So, and then eventually I just kind of, like, removed the character from that universe and made her into her own thing with her own universe and everything. That's... And she's been with me ever since. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I can only imagine. That was actually someone I didn't want to divulge deep into because I, when it comes to at least your presence now, aside from the Cosmic Witch, and we will definitely divulge into that a lot more, <laughs> that was one of the characters that I've noticed had like a very strong presence when it comes to your art and your art style and whatnot. What was like the major inspiration for uh, Tyrion in the first place? Again, it was um, it was mostly just like an Aura Kingdom character to begin with. It's just I really liked the character that I made. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very anime-styled game anyway, so I felt like it was okay. perfect for me to like make this OC from. And then I think after a while I kind of got bored of Aura Kingdom, but I was like, I still like this character a lot. I like drawing her. So I'm just going to completely remove her from the verse and just start making my own story. And now like I have like an entire verse for her and stuff. It's... All mostly still in my head, mind you. It's hard getting it down on paper. <laughs> but it's just like, I just like drawing her. She's cute. <laughs> well, well, maybe you don't have to get it down on paper. Maybe you could get it out on audio form. At least have a tangible product here for it. So if I may, do you want to divulge some of the backstory of Tyrion? Because, again, just look at the character alone. Like, she is a amazing character that I definitely want to know a lot more about. Well, thank you. Well, basically, she uh, her story starts where, like... She's a kid, her and her sister are very much into, like, reading stories of, like, various, like, tales of, like, people across the world doing so many wonderful things, and, like, fictional stories do. Mm -hmm. And it inspires them to travel the world once they came of age. And then, basically, they start traveling the world, but they are faced with, like, a lot of misfortune, like, some really terrible things happen to them. 
But the overall um, sort of theme of the story is perseverance and overcoming adversity. And hope is a very big theme in it. Like, as to the point where Tyrion basically kind of becomes the embodiment of hope in the story. Okay. Okay. That's, I mean, it's it's nice to know that uh, you have a good, strong lead for the story that I bet you've wanted to tell for a good bit. Um, can you oh, think, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, can you, t- like, how long have you been, like, trying to develop basically the story of Tyrion? Because, again, seeing how much you like to go back to her or whatnot, I can only imagine, like, how much you've developed for her. Yeah, um, oof, that's a good question, actually. Like, it's, I want to say... At least six years. At least. Yeah. it's She's been around for a while. Like, again, she originated from a little anime MMO. And then, um... I'm trying to think. Because I've made, like, various AUs for her as well. Like, funny story. I made a League of Legends AU for her. Okay. And I was role-playing that on Tumblr. That's how I met my fiancé. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We met... The only good thing League of Legends has done for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, in that sense as well, like, she has been a, such an important character to me because, like, she's been with me through, like, some pretty poignant points in my life, I'd say. Would you say that, like, just easily when you think of the characters you've created or whatnot, she is probably one of, if not the main comfort character for you? Yes, definitely. She is my main girl. She is yeah. my sweet little angel. <laughs> 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 I mean, I can only imagine why, especially like I said, you know, looking at the art that you've created for her, so whatnot. Like, it, it's I, I just absolutely love like every new design I get to see of her, every new like piece you get to do for uh, Tyrion as well. I mean, it's incredible knowing, especially now more of the backstory too. Like, wow, it's 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 got to be like insane, like thinking that you've developed you've devoted yourself to a single character for so long. Yeah, like honestly, it's. It's kind of come naturally to me, but at the same time, like, when I really do think about it, it's like, wow, yeah, this character has been with me for years now. And, like, I'm developing, like, an entire story for her, and it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I want to go more to the story, because I didn't realize there was a story you were de- developing behind Tyrion as well. I am now oh, deeply yeah. invested with that <laughs> kind of stuff. Can you give me sort of more or less, like, a good overview of, like, the world you want to create for Tyrion? Um, basically, the world is called Astoria, okay. and it's comprised of, like, uh, it's like five or six, like, main kingdoms across the world, and it's a very, 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 like, magically inclined world, and it was created by 22 gods. Oh, wow. All of which, uh, pertain to a specific major arcana of the tarot. Okay, okay, is... I get it, I get it. Yeah, all of the gods are, like, each represent a specific major arcana, and they came together and made the world and all the things living on it. And, like, there is also uh, the more, like, sort of negative thing is that when humanity and mankind, like, grew and started to, like, evolve and such, it gave birth to the more, like, negative emotions and... uh, those manifested in the form of what I call the demons of purgatory. Mm. And it's the seven deadly sins. Okay. And the gods the gods were like, okay, uh, we done fucked up. <laughs> so basically they were like, okay, we, we don't like these demons. So they made the underworld, sealed them in it, and swore themselves away from the planet forever. Uh, but then eventually they would like 
choose people on the planet to act as their envoys okay to sort of like enact their will in their place so that they're not like directly intervening they're just like giving them their blessing and like basically saying you do what you want with it although some of the gods are like more controlling than others and all that Tyrion becomes the envoy of the star which is very much about hope okay so yeah that's how that kind of plays into it I mean, still, that goodness, that is quite a lot of uh, devotion and detail for something that, uh, I, I mean, again, you devoted like six years to it. That is a that is a lot more fleshed out than like some stories I've heard out there. So I applaud <laughs> to you, if nothing else. Why, thank you. <laughs> so I have to ask, like, you have all these, like, you have an idea of like the general story and like the d- general environment. You have obviously your main character that you want to play it. How do you want to go f- about executing this story? Because it sounds like something that would be interesting. I can only imagine like a good chunk of people, especially if you consider like the backstory, the inspiration, like the tarot cards that you've uh, put into it or whatnot. Like how you want to execute yeah. like telling this story? Um, For the longest time, I've sort of envisioned it as like a sort of like comic manga style thing. Okay. Uh, like, I've also considered the avenue of, like, going down maybe, like, a visual novel kind of route. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's it's difficult because, again, it's, like, I find it hard to, like, get this stuff down on paper, basically. Like, metaphorically speaking, it doesn't have to be literally paper, you know? But, like, you know, it's difficult to sort of, like, get what's in my head into, like, a concrete, like, thing for other people to see. That's something I do struggle with. <laughs> I mean... I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's, it's not like it's always going to be easy for someone to translate what they're thinking into, like, a physical form in one aspect for another. That is something that oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine. I know for me personally, like, there are some stuff that I have created and I've tried to develop or whatnot that it's just, like, as as great of an idea as it is in my head, it's hard for me to really, like, translate into, like, a script or something along the lines of that. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean... I think it's a struggle for a lot of artists, to be honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, what is it? it, it it's always, like, that one meme of, like, you see the head or whatnot. It's like, you know, the vision you had in mind and then just, like, verbal garbage of how you want to try to... <laughs> Word vomit, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, in the head, it's like, I wanted to do this elegant design with this elegant place or whatnot. And then it just translates uh, Lady Wonderful! Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, that is it. Like, I have this big, huge story for Tyrion, all the backstory, and all I do is really draw cute pictures of her because she's cute. <laughs> I mean, I'll take what I could get personally, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that being said, though, like I can only imagine, but at the same time, like even just getting like general, like small thoughts or small ideas out there, like just right, even like I know you said not literally putting on paper, but literally just having like a notepad and like drawing little ideas or whatnot to make it almost like a a puzzle piece for you to eventually or a puzzle for you to eventually like stitch together at some point. That's at least a good yeah. step in the right direction. And I mean, even then, like just you talking about it, you have a lot of pieces there and you have like a good general vision or whatnot. I guess, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I can only imagine at this point it would be just like the story for you to drive it forward is that what you feel the need for at this point yeah basically like i actually do have like some like google docs and stuff stashed away with like things that i've written for her and uh i don't know if you've heard of the website uh toy house i don't think i've heard of the story toy or the the website toy house basically it's a place where like people upload like their characters and like even like cell designs and such mm-hmm. uh i've got a few things that i've written for her on there too okay but again it's like it's very like small like tidbits as opposed to like an overarching like fully fleshed out story but it's like it's something you know <laughs> i mean that's that's fair but i mean like i said you know um 
I mean, yeah, it's one of, again, I could see like the general vision. I could see kind of how you want to represent the character or whatnot and what they represent. I guess, like I said, at this point, like it would be just like the actual story itself to like push it forward on what needs, what Tyrion needs to do to showcase why she is the hope that is envisioned. Is that what's yeah. left at this point? Yeah, it's basically, well, I kind of know how it goes. Like okay. she basically comes across a a tome which contains a malignant spirit that is formed of like hundreds maybe even thousands of souls mm. it binds itself to her soul and basically it feeds on other souls so she has to grapple with the fact that she has this thing tied to her for so long she doesn't mm. want to have to feed its souls obviously because you know that requires hurting people she's a pacifist and there have been times where the entity has gotten so fed up with her not doing shit that it would like take over her body but at oh, that wow. point like it happened once and she's like never again so whenever she would like uh hunt for food while on the road for example because you know she was traveling uh she would basically let it take the souls of like whatever like wild game she would take just to sate it basically eventually she manages to get this malignant entity like cleansed and as much as like she wanted to like give up on life because of like just how horrible the whole situation was, she pushed through. And then it's after getting it cleansed that she is approached by the, the goddess of the star and is like, you persevered through all of that. You held on to hope. You, you are like my perfect fit for an envoy, basically. And that's how basically she becomes the embodiment of hope because despite all of the horrible things she went through, she never gave up. She always held on to hope. And that's like a very big theme in just the whole story is like perseverance through adversity and all that. There you go. I mean, if nothing else, at least getting that story out there and getting it like translated out there to the people, that'd be a good start. If nothing else, maybe like having it officially like there or whatnot, it could maybe get the gears turning for what you may want to do next. Or at least just telling exactly, that Exactly, yeah. Or at least just telling that story in the first place, just to get it out there. Because if I'm being honest, like you explaining that and like talking about like the struggle that Tyrion had to go through whatnot with that malignant spirit or whatnot, that's like that's an interesting story on its own. I think that could like carry like a good bit of the message that you're trying to go for in the first place. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, obviously like Tyrion is like the main character or whatnot that you got going on. And obviously, like I said before, you got a lot of good stuff going at that one. I certainly am excited to see what would be next with that one. But you know, we're talking about these characters and obviously like this brace or whatnot. That's not the only thing you've really invested yourself into. I mean, obviously I am talking to a virtual cosmic witch right now. So I think it's better right <laughs> now to talk about, I, I want to talk about like VTubing or whatnot. I, I have to know because again, with every single VTuber is always like a different story or whatnot. What exactly got yeah. you interested in streaming and VTubing in the first place? Well, so streaming is something I wanted to do for a long time before, like, VTubing really became a prevalent thing. Okay. But I always wanted, like, the sort of, like, interactability of being able to, like, see a person, but I'm too self-conscious to do face cam. <laughs> so then when... Basically, I started watching uh, YouTuber Kizuna Ai. I think she's basically, like, the first VTuber. Or what made VTubing become, like, a, such a prevalent thing to begin with. Okay. And then... A good friend of mine called Deval, she started doing VTubing as well. And I would basically, like, I saw her, like, 3D model and stuff. And I was like, wait, I know that program. That's Vroid Studio. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, how did you go about doing all, like, the tracking and stuff? And so she told me. And then I was like, okay, 
maybe this is how I get into streaming. Hey. And basically, that's kind of where it get where it went. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I mean, obviously, like, oh, so sorry. Going back just a little bit, what was the the program you said that you knew about? Uh, Vroid Studio. Vroid Studio. How did you first hear about? How did you get familiar with it in the first place? I believe um, it was actually a while ago. Like again, before VTubing was really like in my general sphere, mm -hmm. it's it was a program released by Pixiv, I believe. Um, and people were like talking about it on Twitter. Were like, "Oh, this is really cool. You could like make your own season." It. I tried it out. Um, I wasn't very good at it at the time, so I was just kind of like, okay, this is something maybe I'll delve into again at a later date. And then I learned that, like, oh, hey, people are streaming with Vroid avatars, and I was like, okay, this is where I get into it. <laughs> is that the same program they're using even now? Am I talking to a, a yes. model in that? Awesome. Okay, nice. It's like, hey, you said, you know, you sucked that before. Why not? It's good to know that with practice and execution, look what it's turned into being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> So I have to know, like, obviously, like, whenever you were first starting with the, the streaming and the VTubing or whatnot, obviously the one that I'm talking to right now is not the final model. I know you had a little bit more of a, I guess, a comfortable model, if I may say, when it comes yeah. to the, the bet character and whatnot. What inspired you to, like, want to go with that to represent yourself, at least in the first place? It was basically just, like, I just, like, at first... You know how a lot of VTubers like have like really deep lore and stuff from the get-go. I was just kind of like, I'm just kind of a person, really. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I kind of just went with like just a very simple, casual model to begin with. But after a while, I was like, you know what? I do want to like do some lore stuff. So that's where the Cosmic Witch came into play, basically. There you go. Now, now you want to divulge into some lore. I definitely want to hear the lore. What exactly inspired you to go with the Cosmic Witch? And what was unique about the, the Cosmic Witch concept that made you want to stick with that? The funny thing is, like, I think originally my idea was to, like, go with, like, a sleep witch because, you know, I'm always tired. So I was like, you know what, what if it's, like, I am a witch who sacrifices my own sleep to make sure others sleep well or something. But then I was like, mm, not sure. And then I thought cosmic witch because I love, like, cosmic galaxy aesthetics, like this background I have behind me, for example. Like, this is my jam. Yep. <laughs> So I was like, you know, Cosmic Witch, okay, I don't really know if I've ever seen a Cosmic Witch before, but it sounds kind of cool. And then that's just kind of where it went. It was more like, I just I just like Cosmos, I like witchy things, and that's basically it. Um, as far as my lore, like, my old model is actually technically part of my lore, in mm. that I was just a regular person who ascended to be the Cosmic Witch. And it's, oh god, I have like a whole... Again, it's another case of, like, I have all this stuff in my head, but it's difficult to <laughs> sort of, like, express it. I think when I get a Life 2D model eventually, I'm going to do, like, a lore stream of some kind where I will actually have this stuff concretely out on paper. Well, there you go. I was going to say, if nothing else, again, we're on an audio platform. You can get the audio paper if you want to write some stuff down. But now, if you want to plan, like, like, a whole Live 2D stream around that... I completely understand, and I eagerly anticipate it already. Because um, <laughs> I know I told this to you personally before, but I'm not lying whenever I say that. Whenever I see your model right now, like, it's got to be at least, like, a top five model for me that I absolutely see. Like, I love the aesthetic. I love how you rock it. You know, the, the character is absolutely stunning, if I just be honest with you. Like, it's incredible, like, how much you, like, really uh, dedicate yourself to this character. Oh, thank you. I, top five. That's wow. <laughs> I'm just being blunt. That's all I am. <laughs> yeah, 
No, like I never expected to be anyone to top anything, frankly. So I'm just like, oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> I mean, I because I I don't know. Like it, whenever I see, like whenever I see your character or whatnot, I get like an odd sense of comfort from it. I don't know what it is or whatnot, Aww. but it's like you're a good comfort character, at least for me. So there you go. I, I do get told that like my streams and stuff have like a sort of like comfy cozy vibe and that's kind of just what I want to go for anyway exactly. so I'm glad that's like that comes through in my model as well actually that that means a lot to hear thank you you are very welcome and I know like you've definitely like I'm glad you talked about like more or less the community a little bit because I can only imagine ever since you really like delved headfirst into like VTubing and stuff like that it's incredible more or less the community you've been able to develop around yourself based on this venture yeah, like, a lot of my uh, community that I've built actually kind of came with me from my art account. Okay. Like, there's a good few people who have, like, followed me into my VTubing venture, and then, like, just reconnecting with some old friends from the DeviantArt days, for example, and then eventually just meeting new people, getting to know, like, Grandpa and the crew, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of, like, gone from there. And it's just, I found a really nice corner of the community that I really love, yeah. and I'm very happy for that. I was going to say, honestly, you talking about, like, knowing someone from their art before they get into VTubing. That's how I knew of Roshan uh, getting into VTubing. Oh, right. Because I was aware of them as an artist before they uh, decided to go into VTubing or whatnot and seeing kind of that transition, how they've been able to present themselves or whatnot. Like, it's it's incredible the aesthetic that they got going as well. Yeah, it's very, like, we're both, like, very galaxy vibes. And I'm like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> you're cool. I like Roshan. They're great. <laughs> oh, Roshan's incredible. I, I fucking love, like, just everything that they do, both art and VTubing or whatnot. They, they, I I don't know how much of it is, like, confidence or whatnot, but they, they know who they are. They rock it to the fullest. Um, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say freaking, I, I, for some reason, whenever you guys said, like, galaxy vibes or whatnot, I was thinking, what was that one meme that's, like, you know, like people will take like the the looping character like back and forth that's all just the shooting star the i need to make a video with me just like floating through the galaxy like that that's something i definitely want to do sometime i'll have to hit a tag with a how to do these kinds of shit posts because he's the shit post king he is a he is a shit post king i'll give him that one did you did you see the episode that uh, i did with him yes i did did. You, did you see the little shit post meme i inserted with him Oh, the little, the, like, him with, like, the toy car yes. across the screen. Okay. Yes, I saw that, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad you included that. Because <laughs> luckily I edited it, like, right around the time he debuted that or whatnot. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So, so I, I perfect just, timing. I know, exactly. I was like, I asked him, like, yo, I wanted to include, like, one little piece of shit posting into that. Can I just add that into it or whatnot? And I thought the way I executed it was fucking flawless, not to pat myself it in the was. back. It was. But... <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Um, oh man but getting back to the the community or whatnot more or less like like i said before it's incredible kind of the the people that you've been able to to get to know through here whether it be from your art previously or the people that you've met through vtubing since you started through that does that ever just like blow your mind a little bit just kind of the people you've been able to meet along the way and like the the again the community you've been able to develop since you really went head first into this Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, again, like, not to... <laughs> I think every VTuber ends up coming back to Grandpa, but, like, he is a big presence in the community. Oh, yes. And I am absolutely honored to call him a friend and just to have been able to meet so many amazing people through him. Like, I'm pretty sure I met you through him, for example. Oh, yeah. That's, it's a, just, that's yeah. exactly what it is. I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that. It's exactly how I got to know you. <laughs> like grandpa i feel like he's just brought so many wonderful people together and i'm just like eternally grateful for this little like 
like I said, this little comfortable corner of the community that I found myself in. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of wonderful, amazing people, very talented, incredible people that I'm like lucky enough to call my friends. Absolutely. I mean, especially how Sam is able to like welcome everyone and to get everyone more or less involved or whatnot. That's something I hope to at least somewhat aspire for when it comes to this podcast and the, yeah. the community I'm slowly trying to build around it, you know? Yeah, like that's definitely something I've seen with your podcast is like you involve everyone, no matter how big, now how small, like no matter who they are, where they're from, like you just bring people on and give them a wonderful platform to speak on. And I just want to say on a personal level, thank you. And thank you for having me as well. It means a lot. I appreciate that. I mean, I knew I was, I wanted to have you on at some point, like, especially with, <laughs> with like I said before, with your presence that you have, the art you've been able to produce or whatnot. Like I knew there was going to be at some point I wanted to bring you on. So it was only a matter of time. <laughs> I've been wanting to like, I was like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever get on the postmodern art podcast. And then you DM me the other day and I was like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should have said something. You should have said something sooner. I would have brought you on probably a little bit sooner. Like, you, <laughs> I don't you, know. I would feel bad. You would be surprised. Like, I've had a good couple people like ask to come on the podcast. I'm usually very good about including it. I also have like again my own set of guests that I'm trying to get on as well or whatnot. Like, there, there's yeah. there's a whole entire behind the scenes process when it comes to like scheduling guests or whatnot. But that doesn't mean I don't consider people. If they're like, hey, how about this person or hey, what do you think of my art? Like, I will always consider people. I'm not going to guarantee you're gonna immediately get on but you're always in the consideration course, yeah yeah I, just, I don't know i would have felt awkward approaching you about it but again i am very very honored that you asked me to come on here and i thank you very sincerely well i mean if nothing else i think it's one again once again going back to the point it's just a testament of kind of the community that we have more or less developed especially when it comes to, to vtubing and just art in general um yeah i, I want to ask you i kind of asked about you know the community and all stuff like that but thinking back about like the journey as a whole or at least like when it comes to vtubing can you think of a particular moment or a particular stream that if you wanted to like present it to someone and be like this if you want to if you want to enjoy what i'm doing this is the best example of me can you think of a moment or a stream that best illustrates that hmm i think uh as far as like on my channel i would think my my cooking simulator streams that I did a while back, I think that's a pretty good representation of, like, me as a person, because it's just me being silly, being stupid, just, like, <laughs> playing the game and just trying to have a nice chill time. And, yeah, it just, I feel like that represented me really well. Like, some of my favorite clips are from those streams. Um, as far as, like, appearing on other people's streams, though, there was a stream last year that Lieutenant Blythe did to around Christmas time. And that was basically how I was able to, like come into this little part of the community like for real and be able to call these people my friends and like that stream is like to this day still so important to me because again it was like me being able to get to know so many of these amazing people and just like sort of me getting into more integrated into this group and it just it felt like because like i was in by street like chat and he was like hey you can come and join if you want and i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> And then it was just, like, people saying, like, oh, Beck's great. Oh, Beck, you should join. And I was like, wait, people know I exist? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, that that will always, always stick with me. Just, it's, like, being able to, like, vibe with so many fun people. It was great. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was going to say, it's kind of like, what was it, that, that one scene from, like, Miss, that you love me. You really love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean, like, I... 
if nothing else, I feel like, especially me having you on this podcast, should be a further testament that nothing else. Because, like, sincerely, I'm not joking when I say, like, you have a great presence and you have a, like, you, you have a wonderful presence and it's incredible more or less like what you've been able to produce, you know, on all different aspects when it comes to art. And knowing that there's a lot more to come with that, like, it just makes me more excited to know what you got, you got planned up your sleeves. Well, thank you. That really does mean a lot to me. <laughs> I imagine it's not too far up the sleeves because otherwise it gets to the shoulder area, and I, I don't. Yeah, want, and then don't you, you know, it's going to get lost somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to leak or at least fly away. We want us to actually see the stuff. Like I said, <laughs> you know, you got to you got to stay at least somewhere like in the middle, maybe where I can actually reach up and grab it. <laughs> I have to, I have to imagine that, like, especially the holes right there, it can't be like good for like aerodynamics, especially if you're like floating through space or whatnot. Like, it's got to be like caught against the wind and slow you down a little bit. Oh, sometimes, but you know, we make it work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've made it this far. Um, <laughs> I mean, if nothing, At least I don't have a cape. That you, no that, capes. No capes. No capes. I was gonna say, if nothing else, I mean, that that the hat alone probably has enough aerodynamics where most of the wind's gonna be diverted anyway. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of splits the wind around it. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, but going back to more or less the, the the journey aspect, I wanted to talk about again. Thinking of the art you've been able to produce, the fact that you've been able to be on this like little journey for at least ten years or as long as you can remember, to be honest. But like seriously, yeah. for at least <laughs> seriously for at least ten years, and like as well as recently getting into VTubing and really like going all in with that. Does it ever amaze you more or less how far you've come along since you've devoted yourself to art? Definitely. Like I think if I was like if I could tell my younger self like this is what I would be doing in the future, I'd be like, no, you're lying. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I do like just sit back and think about it every now and then and I'm just like wow I really have come to such an amazing place where I can let like creativity speak for me because um something I'm not sure like a lot of people know but I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before is that I have something called social communication disorder mm -hmm. which is seen in a lot of autistic people which to be honest I'm pretty sure I just have undiagnosed autism full stop but you know this is something I was diagnosed with when I was very young and I think part of what got me into art in the first place is that even if I don't draw anything like deep or flow provoking, it's just like, it's something that doesn't need words. Mm. I can just like, just let my creativity speak for itself kind of thing. And that's why I like, I love art so much, frankly. Okay. I mean, if nothing else, like from what you're talking about, it seems you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to art, at least for you, I imagine that is the way for you to translate what you're trying to say into a, a yes. representation that people can hopefully understand in one aspect for another. Like you may be yeah, bad, you may be bad with words or whatnot here and there. And trust me, I am atrocious with words here and there and such, but, <laughs> but like being able to present something like that, showcase it to the world and seeing the people that connects with that. I imagine that gives you more or less that social interaction that you may like otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Cause it's like, again, it's just something you don't need words, you just draw something and then like you put it out into the world and either it has like some kind of meaning behind it and if you want to divulge that you can or you can just allow your audience to draw meaning from it and like even if that's not necessarily the kind of way that I necessarily approach art, like I again, I feel like I don't really draw a lot of like really thought-provoking stuff though I would like to, um, it's just art as a whole in general, like not just visual art, like music, acting all sorts of stuff it's just an amazing way for people to just express themselves be themselves and just 
yeah, like it's it's just wonderful. The world would not be the same without art. Exactly. That that's one of the beautiful things I've always appreciated when it comes to art more than anything else. That's the thing I try to illustrate with this podcast. The fact that like no matter what a person may define as art, again, you know, people can say that like what you're doing is art. People can say that music is art. People can say, you know, like video games are art. You know, people can say that like wrestling is art or whatnot. And to me, I look at all those people. I'm like, you're all right. As long as these people exactly. are, as long as these people are willing to express themselves the way they want to tr- tell the story that they want to through whatever medium or whatnot, and be able to translate that to where people are able to understand that in one aspect for another that's art exactly full stop (laughs) like it's just art can be so many different things and again that's another thing that i love so much about it is that there are so many ways that you can express yourself like even if you say like oh i can't draw very well maybe you'd find something else that you're really good at like say programming video games or making music you know just so many different ways to express yourself and i think again as someone who is also part of the lgbt community uh it is also very important to be able to express myself in that way too right exactly i mean that's that's that is another like very good point as well like especially in today's day and times where it seems like you could be talking to a brick wall when it comes to lgbt rights to some people or whatnot yeah. yeah exactly but like the way that some people especially yourself are able to translate that and be able to showcase other people hey this is how i feel or this is the way that it is for me or whatnot like if nothing else and you me wrong but especially with the lgbtq plus community like art is almost more or less like an asset for them to help tell that story and help get more people on board about that aspect of themselves definitely definitely like literally just the other day i was out in the city with my fiance and we were like going into various like sort of like geek shops where it had like a bunch of like books and manga and figures and stuff and like in several of them there was like little sections dedicated to like lgbt stories like like books comics manga all kinds of things and it was just it was really really nice to see because it's like it just goes to show that like there are places that are accepting and are willing to like dedicate spaces to being like hey this is where you can find like lgbt creators we're gonna put them like on display in the spotlight and just let them really show their work. And that just, it was, it made me very happy, actually. <laughs> Good, it should. I mean, because I can imagine for you yourself, like, you're also a, a LGBTQ plus creator yourself. You want, you like to, I imagine for you, especially with some of the characters you've created or whatnot, like, it must be, like, important for you to have that representation with just about every single character. Have that representation yeah. ingrained in them, not just as a selling point for that character, but the fact that this is who they are. This is the person yeah, that they definitely. are. Yeah, definitely. Basically, I think with my OCs, it's basically you can just assume that they're bisexual unless otherwise stated. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really think off the top of my head I really have any heterosexual OCs. <laughs> like, I mean, Tyrion's bisexual. <laughs> I mean, you say that like it's a bad thing, but I mean, honestly... I mean, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it is not a bad thing. Again, exactly. it is a way for me to, like, sort of just get that kind of representation out there and it's important to me because i am bisexual and i am also non-binary so it's like you know having those avenues to express that kind of thing is very important yeah exactly i mean i was just about to say like you the reason why most of the characters are bisexual for you at least is that's for you like you know what that is that's the story you can best tell and that's the way that you want to tell it yeah, like, because it's like, you know, like I said, I'm bisexual, so it's like, okay, well, I can represent that through my characters with ease, because it's just, it's 
something that comes naturally to me because it's just who I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, you could probably attest to this as well. Like, at least for me, I feel like I'm not going to say we're there yet, but at least we're on the like the right track of people being able to tell these stories and being able to like truly represent and truly illustrate out there to the world. Like the people that are in these circles and want to tell that story, like as it should be as human people telling human stories. Exactly. Yeah. Like going back to like me being out with my fiance the other day, it's like that goes to show that we are on the right track. It's just, you know, there are circumstances where it's more difficult, obviously, like I live on UK, which is known as Turf Island. <laughs> but you know what? My fiance and I are moving to Norway sometime this year, and I cannot wait to get off this hellforsaken island. There you go. <laughs> get the fuck out, get of out of here. <laughs> I was oh, going to I was going to say look I live in America all right I think you just yeah. saying just saying that alone you can understand just how much of a freaking clusterfuck that is and I I envy yeah, you exactly. going to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I am fortunate enough to have a fiance who is a Norwegian national so like Oh there you go. Like him getting into the country is easy. I immigration for me is going to be a little bit more difficult because of Brexit. <sighs> God, let's not even get me fucking started on that shit. <laughs> I, look, look, for, for the let's just put it like this for those that know. Oh my God, it's fucking hell, and I feel so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's if you know, you know, and if you don't, then like you know, it's probably better that way. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. If not. May God have mercy on your soul that you never have to understand it because it is hell. Exactly. Times over. Literal hell on earth. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, goodness. But I mean, nevertheless, like going back to obviously like the point when it comes to the LGBT stories or whatnot, like I, I can only imagine, like I said, for you, like being able to have that platform, being able to develop a platform to be able to tell that story and seeing other people develop those platforms as well, being able to tell those stories like to the fullest or whatnot. It's got to be almost like I it's gotta be relieving more or less that like it's it's more easily acceptable to have those kind of stories out there for you to just be yourself with every single thing that you do definitely and i have to say vtubing especially has been such an amazing avenue i think especially for like transgender people because mm -hmm. they can basically make an avatar that represents who they truly want to be oh, yeah. and i think that's fucking amazing like it's just ah oh, seeing what people come up with it's just it's great. <laughs> I was gonna say I can easily attest that I can think of at least a good handful of people off the top of my head that like perfectly illustrates that. Um, like uh, India Alpaca, Too Much Sasha. Um, I I could probably go on. I mean, Grandpa obviously like that's a good example yeah. of that. Like just seeing the the creators being able, seeing the VTubers being able to like truly represent themselves the way that they want to be seen, the way they want to be envisioned or whatnot. Like it's that's why i just love vtubing more or less like people being able to like truly beat themselves and truly be like incredible people out there without you know the 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 struggle and self-doubt that they may have had beforehand exactly it's like it's such a creative space and like you can really do anything you can just like fucking we have a corn dog vtuber for god's sakes <laughs> like you can literally be anything <laughs> And, like, obviously people can represent themselves through their avatars, but also be, like, be buck wild with it. Be, like, this fantasy creature that they love kind of thing as well. It's just, it's so cool. It, uh, it makes me very happy that this kind of community exists. I, I was going to say, like, I, I love how, like, both ends of the spectrum, on the spectrum, because you got, like, the one hand, like I said, like, the incredible beasts or whatnot, the, like, the legendary heroes, the, the eldritch gods or whatnot. And on the other hand, you have, like I said, the corn dogs, pickles. I've, t I've talked to two otters on this podcast, for God's sakes. I yeah. mean. <laughs> and then you have the isekai truck, and then you have hot dog bong water. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just uh, great. Uh, I, I, like it's 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 fun more or less. It's fun getting to know exactly. that there's all these incredible people and like these incredible opportunities to them. So just be the fucking shitlords that they want to be, or just be the incredible people that they want to be. Exactly. Like whether it's like a fi- fully serious like interpretation of themselves, or if it's just like I want to do something really fucking silly and just go wild with it. It's just <laughs> it allows people to express themselves in so many different ways and it again it makes me very happy that vtubing has become such a big thing mm-hmm. and, and obviously for you it's 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 been a big thing it's going to hopefully continue to be a big thing for you i mean i can only imagine how much fun you've kind of had with this venture and especially like the community you've been able to develop or whatnot if i may ask where do you hope to see kind of just yourself when it comes to vtubing at least short or long-term future well, basically, I, I'm i thinking uh, when I move to Norway, I'm going to probably have to go on a bit of a several months hiatus, actually, because I'll be living with my fiance's parents and therefore, like, I would feel bad, like, streaming and being crazy while I'm under their roof, you know? But I think right. during that time, I would like to start working on a Life 2D model. Like, okay. I'm thinking of maybe doing it myself, the art and the rigging, if okay. I can, like, get my hand, head around it. If not... Um, then I'll try and save up to, like, maybe have, say, like, Banshee or someone rig it, or maybe even buy the art. I don't know. Like, basically, sooner or later, I would like to get a Life 2D model, because Vroid, as great as it is, is unfortunately kind of limited in a lot of places, and I feel like getting, yeah, getting a Life 2D model will allow me to, like, truly represent the character that I want to represent, and just... I don't know. I I find that there's a certain magic behind Life 2D models that I just really, really admire. And yeah, like getting a live 2D model is a big, big thing for me as far as my VTubing, uh, con- my VTubing journey. Um, and also I think once I get like moved and settled into Norway, I would like to try and maybe try and tackle it as more of a full-time thing. There you if go. If possible. That would, yeah. that'd be wonderful. Like if nothing else, Hey, I get to see more of Beck. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, and my my schedule is very sporadic at the moment because my fiance's work hours are sporadic, right. and I prefer to stream like when he's at work, so like I'm not like infringing on his like home time, his relaxing time kind of thing. That's fair. Um, but but like um, when we move to Norway, he is applying. He's actually going to be interviewing when we go on vacation next month for a teaching assistant position uh, over in Norway, which is something he's wanted to do basically his whole life. There you go. And he will probably have like a part-time job on the side because he's going to be like a part-time like assistant for, I think it was a student with special needs actually. Okay. So like assuming like that leads to him having more like structured work life that will lead to me having a more structured streaming life <laughs> there you go there you go. yeah so was, i'm hoping things just fall into place <laughs> i'm sure it will hopefully like that um i was gonna say i know my my older brother uh jacob who's actually a supporter on patreon of this podcast um i know i don't know if he's still doing it i think he's still doing it or he's trying to get out of it but for like the longest time he was also a teaching assistant helping out with special needs children for the same school that uh his wife uh, works at as well or worked at as well. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, I can only imagine, like, the experience that uh, your fiance is looking for. And hopefully, like, again, it could just lead to good opportunities for everyone all around at the end of the day. Exactly. It's going to be a very fulfilling job, I'm sure. Like, again, like I said, it's something he's wanted to do for, like, forever. Like, some kind of teaching position, like, helping young people. So I'm just really hoping that his interview goes well next month. 
Hey, fingers crossed on my end as well. I, I'm sending all the good vibes that I can. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of good vibes and speaking of this whole entire journey, for this next question, I want to more or less go above and beyond, if I may. Even above the, the clouds, and even above, you know, the ends of, of space and time or whatnot. Because if I may, <laughs> Beck, I want to give you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say Ooh. I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I'm sure you're aware of him. You've seen him here and there. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Big Shot. Uh, you know, I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you and like, look, Beck. We know that you can produce some absolutely incredible and outstanding stuff if given the opportunity. We just know that you need that little bit extra push when it comes to motivation and resources. If I may, we have access to anyone and everyone in any art industry whatsoever, and more money than there should be possible. We could probably fix so many of the Brexit problems, but you know that that they they put themselves in that hole there, be the ones to fix that one. Yeah, um, literally. <laughs> if given this opportunity, what would be the dream Beck project? It would be to actually develop Astoria and get it out there, like okay. Tyrion's story. Like, whether it be through a sort of, like, a visual art, like, comic manga style thing, or maybe even through a video game. Like, say, for okay. example, I could get, like, Square Enix to make an RPG of it. That would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, we have the connections. We can make that happen, so. <laughs> Hell yeah, we got the money. <laughs> we got the money. speed dial. <laughs> One second. Hello, Squeenix. Yeah, we got you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new project. <laughs> Do you want to make millions of dollars, maybe even billions? Listen to this. Um. <laughs> Have I got a story for you? <laughs> you want you want something that requires a lot of investment, seeing how much of the RPGs you guys have produced or whatnot, and seeing how deep in the you go with lore and stories or whatnot. I got another one. You think you can handle it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically the dream scenario is just being able to basically tell that story and get it out there well there you go there you go but <laughs> sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality and i'll ask oh there goes gravity yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i had to no, no 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 you're good i just wish i remembered like the next line of that song um <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways but you know, get down from the dream get back to reality, and I'll ask the ever-so-generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Um, just, like, honestly, I feel like, as far as, like, my general aspirations go, mm -hmm. I'm not a very aspirational person. That's I'm fair. just, like, I'm very low-maintenance. It's like, if I can just live my life just relatively comfortably and happily, I will be happy. But, like, in five years, if I could say that, like... I've made VTubing slash streaming a full-time thing. It's become a career, the same with my art. If that is, like, something that can support me, my fiancé, and, like, potential future family, mm -hmm. that would be my ideal situation. That's where I would very much like to be. Well, there you go. I mean, hey, you say it's, like, low maintenance or whatnot, but, you know, I didn't say it had to be over the top, you know, big shot oh, no. where your plans <laughs> have to be. Live your life to the fullest and be comfortable with it. If that's what's going to leave you comfortable fuck it i'm all on board for it hell yeah like that's the thing like i know like some people have amazing like big big dreams and i'm like hell yeah all the power to you i hope you achieve them but for me i'm just like i just want to live comfortably yeah <laughs> you just want to be happy at the end of the day for. exactly exactly as we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Obviously, like, you've been deeply entrenched in art on so many different aspects for as long as you can remember. Like I said, it, it, 
the earliest thing that you remember is you know drawing pokemon and, and sonic ocs and such yeah so <laughs> if you can remember that like obviously like it's been a major part of your life in one way or another how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole well i feel like it's kind of something we've touched on already but like to sort of condense it into one thing i think art is just it's so it's so goddamn important because like it's a way for people to express themselves it's a way for people to get their messages heard it's a way for people to just be creative and just like produce wonderful amazing things for people to look at and it's especially like like i said with being part of the lgbt community it's a wonderful way for minorities to really get their messages out there too so whether that's through like visual art music uh theater video games that kind of thing just, I feel like the art is the foundation of a lot of culture and just expression in the world. And it is a wonderful thing, and the world would not be the same without it. Amen to that. That is wonderfully worded, if I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> that is all the questions I have for you. Um, I've already showered you with Lord knows how much praise, but I'm going to shower you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um <laughs> Beck, I, I know I've said this before, but your presence and what you've been able to present out there into the world is something that I truly love and admire every single time I see something new coming from you. Um, I see the hard work and effort that you put into just about everything that you do, whether it be the art you produce or the, the VTubing, you know, however consistent or inconsistent they may be. I know that you are putting a lot of time and effort to make sure you present like the best thing possible. And I see that with everything that you do. Um, and I, I admire what you've been able to push forward. I admire the, the model that you've presented out there to the world and how confident you've been with that. I, uh, I admire the art you've been able to push out there and been able to really like get the aesthetic that you've been felt confident with presented out to the world and seeing people love and enjoy it in one aspect or another, getting able to, being able to hear your story as well gives me another layer of appreciation that I kind of expected but still like it's incredible to have that layer of appreciation furthermore with what i have of you um it's i i greatly appreciate you being able to put yourself out there like this and truly like bear your heart out there with just about everything that you do and i sincerely hope that more people get an opportunity to see that and appreciate it the way that i do and because i feel like with everything you've put into this, you deserve every little bit of love and appreciation. So thank you for what you do and keep up the awesome work. Well, thank you. That, oh my God, that means a lot to me, actually. I'm probably going to like load up the YouTube video whenever I feel bad and just play this little <laughs> segment to remind myself like, hey, you're doing good things. Hey. <laughs> really, it means a hell of a lot to me. It really does. Hey, you know, play this little bit over and over and over again if you want. If nothing else, I appreciate the views. Um <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> No, but like Get I said, viewership. but I mean, I'm just being honest more or less at the end of the day and hell, if you need like further love and appreciation, hell, I'm just a message away on discord. All right. You're part of the discord. So we, we're friends on discord. You're a part of the postmodern art podcast discord server link in the description below. So it's like, it's not like <laughs> yes. I don't, it's not like I don't have a way to talk to you one way or another. Of course. Yeah. I just, oh, well, I, I really do appreciate it. And obviously like, thank you so much for having me. This has been incredible. Of course. I'm glad you had a good time. Now, if people may not already show you that love and appreciation that I talk about, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Well, okay. My name is Beck. As you can see, I am a Cosmic Witch VTuber. And like I spoke about beforehand, I've been an artist on the internet for a good, uh, good amount of time, actually. 
You can follow me on uh, BeckVT underscore on Twitter or Beck underscore arts. And for my streams, it would be Beck underscore VT on Twitch. There we go. There we go. Uh, oh, I forgot to say one last little thing as well. Um, I know I may have already said this before, and I know my producers definitely said it a lot of times before. Thank you for doing an outstanding job with doing my uh, producer's character, Bunny. Um, I know she greatly appreciated it. I am really glad she liked it. It was such a fun character to draw. Oh, like, yeah. Just all the pinks and just like being able to draw like a, such a cute, lovely, elegant dog lady. It just, it made me very happy to draw. And I'm very, very happy that they enjoyed it. I, I know what was it? One of the first things that she at least told me is like, oh yeah, she completely understands how much of a, a, a ditzy person that she is. Like she's definitely nailed that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm glad that I was able to capture the personality well enough too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was, I was hoping my instructions were at least halfway decent when it comes to just like the positive vibes or whatnot, but I, yeah <laughs> i think you still nailed it nevertheless with the examples and stuff like that like you sincerely did a wonderful job and i cannot thank you enough for that oh well thank you again thank you for entrusting me with that, that piece it made it means a lot to me that you would like entrust me with a piece for your producer yeah i mean if nothing else i've been wanting to like commission you for a while before i did that i just didn't know like what and who to commission it about you know and then it's like you know uh tipsy's birthday was coming up and like I need to get her something special. Wait, Beck, got you. Got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Well, I just want to say a big, big thank you to you for obviously having me on. And again, for providing this platform for people to speak about their creative endeavors. And especially speaking when I saw the tag episode, I believe you were talking about like wanting to uplift lgbt creators this month and again that means a lot to me personally so thank you i really do appreciate it and i appreciate everyone who supports both myself and supports the podcast go and pledge to the patreon if you would like do it <laughs> support support our friend here <laughs> does wonderful things and yeah just you know if you're out there and you want to create stuff just go and do it whatever medium you feel is best just create be yourself express yourself let your message be heard there you go. There you go. I did want to say a little, little aside. I know I said, especially with this month, I wanted to lift up those voices, but I also want to emphasize, like, that's not, it's not like it's going to stop as soon as June 30th happens. All right. Like, oh, I'm God, still, no, I I'm, know. <laughs> I'm still going to uplift those voices, but nevertheless, like, I do appreciate the kind words and that is some wonderful words that you said at the end. And with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Bye-bye. Parts in motion. Give me a song, tell me your eyes can't all open. Show me it all, bring me up in the car, you don't win. You used to call, show me it all. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate it. Um, if you're returning, I hope you enjoyed this interview. This was this was a fun one. Uh, Beck has been someone that I've really gotten to know ever since I've been a part of the VTuber community. And I knew it was only a matter of time before I had them on the podcast, so I was grateful to have them more than anything else. Uh, 
By the way, little update from when we updated. I know they mentioned at some point getting the chance to move to where their fiance lives. Well, it turns out that's happening a little sooner than anticipated. <laughs> Apparently, there was some like approval process, and now they're gonna be moving there. I believe by late July, early August, somewhere around there. Which means uh, they might need a little help financially. Uh, so down in the links below. On top of, you know, all the other usual links, I'll try to see if I can link some stuff when it comes to, like, commissions or whatnot. Um, I highly recommend you commission Beck, or at the very least, just give them something. Uh, I know they're very excited for this move. It's something that they are really anticipating doing. And I want to make sure that they're set to go. Um, so if you guys even have a little bit to, to give out, uh, I know they'll greatly appreciate it. And I know with all the chaos and all the stress that's going on, on all different fronts, good lord, anything anything that helps anyone would be greatly appreciated. Um, like I said, I know for me personally, I've I've been going through some stuff, <laughs> to put it lightly. But you know. With, with that in mind, I always want to remind you guys, especially with everything that is going on, every little bit that is going on, if you are truly struggling right now, don't hesitate to reach out to someone. Whether it's someone you know, someone that you love, someone that you care about, or whether it's to one of the numerous hotlines that are out there to to help people if you need help if you know you need help don't hesitate to reach out all right times are rough we've been dealing with a lot <laughs> a lot and you know it's not easy no one is intended to deal with this kind of stuff alone that's why there are communities out there willing to help people there are communities out there that are willing to be there if someone needs them. I'm a part of so many of those communities, and I'm trying to develop that kind of community for myself, for this podcast and this this endeavor. But I also know that I might not be the best source at times, and there are definitely a lot more qualified and a lot better sources out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you. And you need to treat yourself you need to go easy on yourself you don't need to to break down unless you you, you need to don't don't hesitate like breaking down does not mean that you quit just know that if you do there are people here for you there are people here that care and love about love you and they will do anything for you we're here to help 